Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. The great idea that we all agreed we would do at 6 o'clock where we had random quarterbacks and we spun a wheel and then we talked about it, we got busy. It's not going to happen today. But don't worry. Unbelievable. Let's just put a pin in it. Mm-mm-mm. Let's remember it. We got a big, long off season ahead. Let's do it next week. We can all be friends and do that. Welcome back, G&D. You are listening to 106.7 The Fan. This uh, story that I was blown away by, we'll see if it is true or not. I have I got birdies chirping. I got some sauces on this uh-huh. who were telling me it might not be completely accurate as reported. But the story was that an XFL quarterback got released from one of the teams, not the defenders, that was leaking plays to an opponent like before a game or something like that. And the person I talked to said, yeah, I talked to him and that is not accurate. He did not do that. But isn't that a crazy story? Yes. <laughs> that what, this player what, what's would, the impetus? I don't understand. Unless you just hate the team or you hate the coach, but he was getting playing time. Huh. This is Paxton Lynch got benched. This was the Guardians, and this guy had played a little bit and moved up the depth chart. The idea, I guess, of the story is, uh, I don't know if he was at odds with the coach. The coach was, like, taking the team to task on TV last week during the game, but allegedly was leaking plays to the opponent, so they released him. So wild. I, I want to find out so much more about this. <laughs> How do you go from not doing that? Because I always wonder about this. There's a moment where you're not doing that. I have no idea if he did or not. I mean, I don't know. That's the first I've heard of the story. Yeah. There's a moment where you're not doing that. And then you say, now's the time. You start. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, that, it's such a major threshold to jump across. Yes. If indeed it happened. I just want more information and to know if it actually happened. That's what I want. Because that is a crazy story. Uh, this one's also nuts. And I don't know if I should even bring this up. But quick hitters right before we get back to the RFK conversation. Because mm-hmm. it's that serious. But I just can't stop thinking about it and reading about it. Did you hear about what's going on with Lionel Messi? No. Oh, this is a show. I have dude. no idea. Two gunmen on a motorcycle opened fire at a supermarket owned by his in-laws in Argentina. Uh, I guess it's in Argentina. I'm not sure where, actually. But he's the captain, obviously, of, of uh, the Argentinian striker of his team that he plays for. and He's Mr. Argentina Soccer, right? The World Cup. Yeah. So I think this took place in Rosario, Argentina, yesterday. But these two people show up on a bike, open fire. They, the in-laws, maybe his wife's parents, I'm guessing, they uh, own a grocery store. Apparently, these guys left a handwritten note with threats to Messi, saying, like, we're waiting for you, we're looking for you. And all I can think about is, My God. if this happened in America, who's our closest star to this? LeBron? That's who I thought Maybe, of. Maybe LeBron or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Pat Brady. Mahomes, something like that, yeah. Parents own a place. Come on. Guys go in and do something terrible and then leave a note saying, like, we're looking for you. I can only imagine how much this is dominating the sports and news cycles in Argentina, but it is a just a petrifying, like, true crime doc of a 
weird situation. Well, way less significant, but but still jarring. Remember when there was like a rash of home break-ins of like NBA players were targeted? Somehow people were finding that. I feel like Kevin Garnett got his house broken into. It was like stuff was getting yeah, stolen. Yeah, like constant, like stuff like that freaks me out. Like, again, I, I, I don't really have a, a better bit of discussion than that, but just like I, I always wonder about that sort of thing where if I was a team, I would 100% do a security thing. Like I would, I would make sure that my guys had like an extra de- something that I would pay for. I would I wouldn't think twice about it. But you're just supposed to now go play in these public yes. environments where everyone watches you and sits in the stadium. And I, I don't even know how you move forward, at least in the short term. Uh, but you know, these gunmen leave a note saying, "Messi, we are waiting for you," and also call out the mayor saying that you won't be able to protect the athlete. Essentially. <laughs> It just sounded to me like this is a documentary I would watch on Netflix. And I'm not making light of it. It's it's scary. Uh, but I don't know how it's not a bigger story. Like, I read it today. I, I never heard that. I was watching TV. I was watching sports. I was surfing the internet most of last night. Hadn't seen a word about it. Crazy to me. Uh, but as we welcome you back on GND, we do have the MGM National Harbor listener lines open here. And as I said, no good transition back to the topic at hand. We're talking about the possibility of football being played on the old RFK site. Before we take calls, answer the question I asked you last segment, which mm-hmm. is there was a, a time for an extended period over many, many years where this research was done that showed baseball ballparks downtown in cities can be a revitalizer. See Camden Yards in Baltimore, which was the poster child yep. in 1992, and where we're sitting right now in this beautiful neighborhood where we can walk and eat and drink at 50 different places today next to Nats Park. We've always heard football stadiums don't do the same thing. And and I know I'm missing something, and there's something I don't know, and someone smarter than me can answer this. But my point is, now that football stadiums have a roof and you can have as many events as you want, I don't understand what the difference is. Because to me, the only difference between baseball and football as it pertained to helping the community was how many people were coming and how much money was being spent, how often people were coming there. We fixed that problem as soon as we have a retractable roof. And there is no way. The commanders or anybody else is building a stadium in the 2020s that can't close. They're just not doing that. No one's doing that anymore. The built-in numbers of games, I think, still matters. You could have so many events. You still can't compete with Capital One Arena. You still can't compete with Nats Park. Like, if you had, for the sake of argument, 50 concerts, you're still 100 dates and engagements shy of those other stadiums. This is me trying to explain it. I can't. I'm going to do my, I'm doing my best here. So do you agree with me that everything's changed now? I don't think everything's changed. I think okay. lots have changed. I think we've made significant progress there. I think the data that cited cuz I've read that same thing, right? Where I go I, the, I saw this a bunch and I watched I even watched, you know, I don't know if doc's the right word, but I watched this like long form story on it, 60 minutes or something yeah. else, where basically at one point in time I was screaming about how RFK would would be awesome for DC and then essentially people have come out and said Eh, not really with football stadiums. Not just that, but it, it's got to be smartly built. In other words, you need that sort of community effect. In other words, you go to Wrigleyville in Chicago, you don't, the, the Cubs can be out of town, and you could still have a in and around the stadium. There's still things to do. It's still vibrant. It still matters. Same thing with Fenway Park in Boston. Same thing with the Lincoln in Philadelphia. It's now part of like a neighborhood, part of the ensemble. This is the new way of doing business. The RFK of, the, of old, you got out and you walked past an armory from like munitions and like old tanks and stuff, and you walked right in the stadium. Now there should be 
eateries and places to go and it's a destination even when the team isn't in town, even in the winter, even in the summer. It can be something that's that's 24-7 and we can all sort of share in the prosperity therein. Same with Nats Park. The Nationals have not played here in months and months and months and there's still people, thousands of them, teaming in this neighborhood each and every day. That's different than kind of the old way of doing football stadiums. I think as the years go on and there's more Allegiant stadiums and more stadiums with, with retractable roofs and more events and it's more flexible and we, we know more about the turf bouncing back from the Taylor Swift concert to the college football game to the MLS special to the city championship game. Once we start able to, to do those things, I think those data points will evolve. Every time I turn around, something's going on at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas. And maybe that's not a fair comp because Allegiant Stadium in Vegas is basically on the strip. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I walked out of a casino 10 minutes later after going under two underpasses, you know, um, at Allegiant Stadium. And that is different probably than the RFK site. But when I pull up the schedule for that stadium online, they have something every weekend. Taylor Swift, the Era Tour, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Beyonce Renaissance, Ed Sheeran, uh, Pink's Carnival, Super Bowl 53, you know, just highlighting some of their things coming yep. up this year. Let's go to the phones. Bird's in D.C. Hey, Bird, how are you, man? Hey, I'm right here. I'm good. What's up, bud? Go ahead. Question for you. I, I, I actually grew up in that area, and I still have family in the area of RFK. I'll be right there. They, I don't understand this mystique of RFK. This, this guy called in a few minutes ago, and you guys praised him for saying in 1970 he walked from the stadium and got a bloody Mary. There's nothing near RFK. They're stadium armory. DC has already said they're not going to put any money into building up anything over there because it's a residential neighborhood where those people don't even want They don't want it. So so let let me answer your question, and you've been waiting a while, so I'm going to let you keep going. He he said he would take the Metro, get get off at a stop and and eat and drink, then get back on the Metro and go to the stadium. So he wasn't saying there was anything right there. What, what, 295. The idea the is that Armory, they would build stuff, but you're saying you don't think they would. Stadium Armory Metro has one escalator going down and one escalator going up. Uh-huh. The infrastructure of the highway over there cannot handle traffic when there's no gains. Brian Robinson just got shot down the street from there, which is not even walking distance, which is the closest place to eat. Benning Road has rail stations on it with nowhere to park because Pepco is over there with that little ratty river next to it. There's nothing over there, no way to build it up. So, but I'm thinking if a FedEx field, one reason we hate FedEx field is because the Redskins stink. But if we build up that area, put all of these eateries and all of these things there, which Prince George's County has already said they would fund, but wouldn't fund the stadium, you have the experience you want without getting shot at. Well, I don't want to be flippant about shootings, but I would say you are still a mile with a metro walk. That's different. It, there's, it, you know the difference. If it's smartly built in and around the stadium, you could have that truly modern, incredible experience I, I would also that you just can't have in Landover. I, I would say this, though, two, twofold. I would be willing to bet, Bird, that if people were talking about the possibility of putting Nats Park in the neighborhood we're sitting in right now, there would have been some skepticism no, um, no, 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 no. That, that, that southwest area has always been different. It was closer. But, but my they point, did. when you're talking about shootings and things, this was a horrendous neighborhood. My dad worked at ADM Street and had to be escorted to his car when he was working in, in military defense with an armed guard every night. Like, right, right, the neighborhood I, I, can I, I, change, and, and Nats right. Park has led to that. 
But that area did not have a bunch of single family, not single family, but row homes of people Mm -hmm. that own their homes that don't want to live, that don't want to move, with a golf course across the street that won't sell, with a Pepco plant that that you'd have to buy as well. There's just no place to develop. I think the stadium should be in D.C. I just don't think that area can support it. Well, there's nowhere else in D.C. to put it. But that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the rub, right? I mean, Eric Flack was Good on the call, show. Buddy, thank you. It's a great call, and you got great information, and you're way more plugged in on that area than me, so that's really good insight. What I would ask, I'm not arguing because I don't know the answer. Yep. He says there's no place to develop and just kind of puts a period on the end of the sentence. Is that the case? I don't think they would build a stadium there if they're not going to build things around it. Yes. Yeah, so now, I- if, if they really believe that they can't do that, then – it's off the table. It's done. You should not put a stadium over at RFK if there's not going to be our, you know, your version of Wrigleyville and and the Navy Yard now around the stadium. And if he's right and that just can't happen, it'll never happen. Okay, I, I have to imagine if they really want the stadium uh, that badly, and, and when I say they, the team, the NFL, um, that there's a way to build up around it. And I would make the case there's a lot of housing right around Nats Park, still right across. South Capitol Street. Yeah, uh, there is now. I mean, that neighborhood is now far more, and talking about where RFK is, is far more residential than it was even then. So it's become a place that, hit to his point, residents don't really want this. They're not that excited that I about it. I hear a lot. I've got yeah. a friend that lives over there, and, I mean, this is just them telling me, mm-hmm. but the, they say nobody over there wants the stadium, which might be the case. It is, because it's you're basically talking about unbelievable amounts of green space right by Eastern High School that, that's over there. Uh, there's plenty of places to walk and go and, and everything else. It's kind of not what you signed up for, right? The, the stadium right down the street. I would say, if the point is you need a, some well-thought-out and, and, and extensive infrastructure in and around that stadium, because the traffic flow problem that he just addressed is 100% right on. You, you can't accommodate... 25, 35,000 cars there right now. You Period, end of story. They can't do a regular Tuesday, let alone uh, what would we be talking about. I'm assuming Billionaire Billy comes in, everybody's on the same page. We're all going, we're going to bring retail here. We'll bring housing here. We will bring jobs here the same way that's happened to this area, yeah. plus the infrastructure that's needed. It used to be the McDonald's and the car washes right here. If you wanted to go 295 in and around this D.C. area, you would exit onto South Capitol Road, do this weird little U-turn, merge into traffic, and, and almost kill yourself. Now you got 695. Now you got 395. All the stuff's been built up around it smartly to get from A to B. That could absolutely happen right there, again, if it was well thought out. So I'm assuming it would be. His point is that that can't happen. I just disagree. I Again, I'm not a city planner, no, but exactly. I, I would disagree as well. The, and, and I would say this. If they're going to build there, it has to. It's all of that or it's nothing. Like, he's right. It makes no sense to have a stadium at that site if you're not doing those things. If Because I remember that escalate, uh, the uh, escalator yeah. he's talking about. You, mm-hmm. you go up that long, and there's like one way up, and everyone's going up. If it's still just that, it's like the one escalator, and you're going up, you're walking by the armory, not good enough. It ain't going to work. But I, I don't think that's the case. And, and without uh, being dismissive of or disrespectful of the shooting that took place and, and Brian Robinson nearby, that does not disqualify you. Like, wherever you are in the city, something bad could be happening within a mile of the way the bird flies at any given moment. That's yeah, not exclusive to any neighborhood right now. I mean, it's not. The, 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 yeah, we're I'm that. not trying to, to be a jerk, but imagine someone saying that about this neighborhood, you know, before 2008 when, when this opened. Well, you can't build there. Someone just got shot there. You know, 
Or, or you you know what? Yeah, this um, was Murder Mile. This is a he, couple blocks south of 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 uh, of the Capitol building. This area per square foot had more homicides than any place in the country. Remember the uh, Capital One Arena neighborhood? Yes. Like what that was like? Of course. And, and Going some to of these Station, have gone yes. up and back down and up and down. But my, my point is, like, that thinking didn't exist when they built in those other two places. And I would think if they're going to go to the RFK site, it, it wouldn't exist there. Uh, but it, it's a good phone call, and it's, it's a good kind of counter. Let's go to Wendell in Springfield. Hey, Wendell. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, I I don't get caught up as much in the logistics. I think, uh, like, two examples, like Raven Stadium is, like, right there in the city, right it's off right the highway. right there, yeah. I, when, I, when, when I went there, I didn't enjoy, like, kind of having to park in someone's neighborhood. And then, uh, like, AT&T Stadium in, in Arlington, uh, Texas, you know, it was, it was a little more rural. But, um, you know, it really wasn't a pain in the butt to get there. I think even FedEx Field would work. They get a lot of slack because Dan doesn't care about how you get in or get out. People will funnel you in, take your money for the parking, and then it's every man for himself when we're leaving. If we ran shuttles, um, if we just cared about the consumer more, even FedEx would work. The problem is no one cares. Uh, I think that's why even FedEx doesn't work. But um, Well, I, I would make the case, and thank you, it's a good phone call. Jason Wright and his team, to say that they don't care or aren't trying, I would say is probably not fair to them. There's only so much lipstick you're putting on that operation. I think that's the distinction. If, if the point is things could be improved, yep, I think there's a ceiling that's lower than it would be elsewhere. Everything about the FedEx experience, like when you get in, uh-huh. is a whole different conversation, and that's also terrible, is bad. Now, if, if his point is, if you build at FedEx 2.0, which they're talking about, you know, this idea where mm-hmm. PG County, and I think uh, the caller in D.C. a couple minutes ago, who was great, mentioned they put up the idea of $400 bucks. We'll build you stuff all around the stadium. We're just not building your stadium. Right. If you did that and your, your idea is this could work, this would be awesome, we'd have parking, we could have we could all the stuff we hate about FedEx we can fix. That's probably true. The problem is you're just trying to convince people now that the thing that they hate and that is awful is going to be different this time. We and shined it up. You're yeah. saying all the same stuff that they said when FedEx went in. Yeah. I remember when they were building John Kent Cook Stadium, and even five, ten years after that, oh, wait till you see what we're going to do with all the restaurants and the, the shops out here. You know, you're going to be going to games in ten years, and you're going to, which play, which sports bar do I want to eat at? And, you know, and then walk across the parking lot. How'd that work out? It just never happened. So I'm not so sure. Joe's in D.C. What's up, Joe? Hey, how you doing? What's up, bud? Good. Uh, so, yeah, St. Elizabeth was just taking down the uh, the host- old hospital room to put anything you want over there. Same thing with uh, we just built the uh, the fields, the soccer fields right next door. So, yeah, there's plenty of room to put whatever you want over there. So that's the that's an area I don't I'm, I will be honest. With you, I don't know as well. But I know that, you know, the, the go-go facilities over there, practice facilities over there for the basketball teams. Well, that's the one right across the river right here. across the river yeah so i i don't know how much real estate's there i mean i just will we'll, we'll be honest i know that rfk area for, because of all the years that i spent going there and driving through and, and seeing it i haven't done much st elizabeth time three hours ago eric flack was on our show yeah and he has spent days on this this is what he does for a living and he said based on some of the environmental stuff or swamplands whatever it is you can't build in a lot of the land that's across the river there so the the one that you can build on in terms of space is the RFK site if you want it in the city. And if it's not there, that's fine. It'll just not be in the city. And it's not the end-all, be-all, but you know, we're just trying to figure out how important that is to people. Kristen Hyattsville, what's good? It's good. Danny, you sound like a character from the 
Californians when you're going through all the highways and the exit ramps and everything. I, um, I a little bit guilty. I took the 202 to the 101 and got off on the 395. Dude, boy, you should have took the 695 to the exit 15. It's guilty. much easier, bro. Guilty. Um. So listen, the other caller was somewhat right, but I feel like unnecessarily pessimistic, almost like he had some kind of skin in the game. Look, the RFK, I went to games at RFK when I was a kid through my teens all the way until it closed. It was never a, a vibrant area. And, Grant, to answer your point about uh, football stadiums, well, the caller brought us some good points. A football stadium requires a massive footprint that's just not conducive for a neighborhood in some cases because of the parking requirements and the traffic that it brings. Nobody wants that's to, to live yeah. next to a that's football stadium. Nobody wants to live next to a football stadium that's going to have 80,000 people on a Sunday, whereas a baseball stadium or arena has a smaller footprint, does not have the parking requirements. And if you're a business, are you going to set up a business for eight weeks out of the year? You need more foot traffic than that to have a vibrant business. Well, so the, the last point I would combat with, if it's a roof over it, then the timeline doesn't matter. But I also think it would work now because now it's a neighborhood. I, my memories in the 80s and early 90s, it, it it sort of was. I mean, there were some row houses and some things in between Eastern High School and you know, sort of where the Capitol was and, and on East Capitol Street. There was some. Now it's a full-fledged, bona fide neighborhood, which, A, is kind of part of the problem because they don't want this. That's an obstacle. Yes. His point, though, because I keep asking, like, hey, help me out. What am I missing? Uh-huh. And it's, re- it's true. Sure it, point. I, I wasn't thinking about it. The scope is just so different. Now, if you look from an aerial at Nats Park yeah. and how many blocks it takes up versus the football stadium, there's also not one parking lot outside of Nats Park. NFL stadiums don't do that. Like, you might not get to park in the lot, but there's a lot of parking around every NFL stadium for a reason. Yeah, now right? if they if they get a, if they built vertically if, or they even built underground, extra expense, but to use the but, space better. But th- I mean, that would be such a nightmare in terms of traffic getting in and out of a garage. Like, Oh, yeah. That doesn't play. There's a reason you don't know many stadiums like that. I, I don't know. Think. Let's go to Ben, who's in Silver Spring on GND. Hey, Ben. Hey, I, uh, I'd like to just remind you of one thing with respect to Nats Park. You have to remember something. Nats Park didn't have as much of influence in the revitalization as you think. What had the most was the Navy Yard headquarters moving there and transportation. They brought 20, 22,000 employees, which is what caused all the residential and like the Trader Joe's up the street from you and things like that. When did they do that? What's that? When did they do that? Uh, it had it, it, it started. The building started in the early 2000s. And yeah, I thought it was pretty early. And was completed in 2012. But the point is, but, but all that those wasn't tied to the Nats the Park plans. Because hold on, hold on, employees. Ben. I got a question. That was not tied to Nats Park. In other words, would they have? come here with or without like it, the ballpark opened in 08 they started building it in 06 and a half or whatever i'm sure the plans began in 03 or 04 those two things aren't tied together no transfer trans, trans, the navy yard started its move in the 90s transportation the transportation headquarters was finished in the early 2000s mm-hmm. I'll take your word for it. I, I do think nats park yeah. has been a game changer in this neighborhood but i'll take your word for the other no, part. what he's talking about help too for sure has been, but moving back to RFK, man, you made a comment a little while ago about strangers hugging each other. I was a kid in RFK. Man, they weren't strangers. That was my Sunday family. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Something I don't think we'll ever be able to replicate. I yeah. knew everybody who sat around me. One little quick story. My father died in the summer of 1992. I swear to you, opening day of 93, 
I had people, I knew who they were by the way they cheered. I must have had 50 people walk up to me and say, we're going to miss your dad's cigar. Oh, it was wow, unbelievable. Man. Yeah, that's cool. No, we're chasing a ghost. Totally. I mean, those things happen because you win Super Bowl. So I, I, I use the, I use the word stranger because they were strangers to me because I could never get to go because you guys never let your tickets out of your <laughs> <Yeah>. sight. <laughs> Danny went once yeah. because you guys were there. Uh, let's squeeze in one more because just because you've been waiting forever. Sean in Upper Marlboro, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up, bud? I would be overjoyed and ecstatic. Um, I was in RK since prior to the Senators leaving. And then through all the games, through the Joe Gibbs years, even before that, and maybe not necessarily RFK site, but back in D.C. I mean, after I was Washington, and I think transportation and accessibility would be better. But, yeah, I would be really, really happy if they put it back in D.C. I think a lot of people emotionally would uh, would be giddy about it. I, I still don't think it's realistic, right? I, I think it's probably not the favorite. It sounds like, based on the reporting and listen to our podcast and interview with Eric Flack tonight or this weekend, if you want to, from Channel 9, who was reporting on this. The Post broke the story yesterday. It's on the table. And if yeah. they have a new owner, it, it is in the mix. That's it's, a good sign. It's better than a non, it's better, it's more than a non zero chance, right? Charlie Slows and Dave Jagger are going to talk about the Nats this weekend. They've got a spring training show here on the fan. They'll take your calls from spring training. Plus, they're going to be joined by Cade Cavalli. That's Sunday at 6 p.m. right here on 106.7 The Fan. Make sure you're listening or you can grab them on the Odyssey app. If you missed any part of our show today, including Derek King of the Defenders, who play 1 o'clock on Sunday at Audi Field, go grab the podcast, thefandc.com. Danny, I want you to break a leg, crush it, take care of the good people of King George as you're performing on the riverboat down in Colonial Beach. Tomorrow night will be fantastic, but tonight i got to get out the door. I'm headed to Waldorf. Wardoff? Yes, Wardoff. It's uh, apparently an hour in traffic, so the i got to get the road. About halfway between where you are tomorrow and where you are tonight. I didn't realize how far it was tomorrow night. The Paulson household. <laughs> you can crash with my parents, spend the day with them if that you want. That is the coming. Four, Darris and Ryan. Grant and Danny saying so long. Linnell's got overtime coming your way next. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.